0: Ignition sequence start. Three, two, one. Range is hot. Lock and load. It's time for the gun rack with your hosts, Joey and Drew.
1: Hello, folks, and welcome to the Gun Racks, and Northern Desert Institute School of Firearms Technology's official podcast. I'm Josiah Upper. Folks, call me Joey, and with me, we have one...
0: Drew Poplin.
1: Drew Poplin, and we are going to have a great time today doing another vaguely football-based, but still very much firearms podcast. Very excited about the uh, what we have going on today.
0: Me too, man. Me too. And I think this is a good warm-up for uh, next month's... Firearms draft. for the draft.
1: The draft is baller, dude. That's I think my favorite thing we've ever done, and I think this is this has got some potential too. I, I mm-hmm. think it does. Before we do though, we need to go through some Drew's clues because before we get to our free agents, we gotta we gotta find our uh, our retirement and staffing changes. So what do we have today?
0: All right. So um before I do Drew's clues. Actually, I just want to say, how is it that your audio quality is so nice when you do, you're you using your laptop microphone?
1: Is that is it good?
0: It sounds amazing. Wow. Um, maybe it's just the quality of your voice. Everybody's
1: here and hot and bothered for a nasal baritone. <laughs> That's how I do it. But now this is the trick I have found is I got this laptop six years ago now at a pawn shop is a lenovo thinkpad x1 carbon which is like their fanciest of fancy laptops or you know it's fairly high end but it was old when i got it i don't even know how old this actually is mm-hmm. so all the all the hardware bits are awesome for the time period and stuff like microphone quality has been good for a while so yeah pretty stoked about that i didn't realize it was that good but
0: yeah and maybe it's how it's coming through here but uh it sounds pretty good i'm impressed hey. Um, I still need to
1: reset up the rig on on the desktop to fix that up.
0: For sure, for sure. Anyway, this week's Drew's Clues. So last week, our answer was the HK MP5. Now, this week, I'm going with uh, maybe a lesser-known firearms manufacturer. This is a semi-automatic pistol. Has a barrel length of 3.8 inches. Has a round capacity of 13 plus 1 and weighs 24 ounces. And the final clue is that the manufacturer is a Beretta Group company, Uh, so it's under Beretta's, you know, umbrella, but it's not Beretta, nor is it Benelli. Spicy. I like it. Yeah, yeah. And once again, if you think you know the answer, please send in your answers. Either comment on our YouTube audiogram when we post this up on YouTube or send an email to marketing at sdi.edu with your answer. If you are the first one to get it correct, we will send you a t-shirt.
1: Yes. Now, before we get into our firearms topic of the day, we want to talk a little bit about Sonoran Desert Institute um, SDI, as it is affectionately known, is the online school that helps students learn the skills and techniques they'll need to be successful in the firearms and unmanned technology industries. SDI is accredited by the Distance Education Accrediting Commission, DEAC, and currently we offer two programs in firearms technology, the Associate of Science of Firearms Technology and the Certificate in Firearms Technology Gunsmithing. If you want to learn more about Sonoran Desert Institute and all it can do to help you achieve your academic goals, go check out sdi.edu for more.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So let's go get into the main topic. Um, and this was actually Joey's idea. You sort of threw out the name. You kind of went to my school of um, podcast brainstorming of, hey, what sounds cool when you put it as a title? And yeah, how like, can we make that as the episode? Yeah, that's,
1: that is not normally how I do it. But um, I can see why Drew likes it so much. Um, we'll, we'll probably <laughs> dip into it more in the future. It's pretty sweet. Uh, we're going to be talking about Firearms Free Agency. Basically, the idea here, free. so Football Free Agency comes up on Monday. And uh, Drew and I are both football fanatics, as most of you guys probably know by now. Unfortunately, <laughs> we both are Panthers fans, so there's only so excited we can be, but Last year, we did the first annual NF or uh, firearms uh, draft where we drafted different firearms for different scenarios with a given budget. And it was super fun and it went really well. Folks seemed to like it. So, you know, this is not going to be a hybrid football firearms project podcast for everything, but we thought we would add one more to that with firearms free agency. And uh, so, what we're going to do is We picked a couple dozen, I never actually counted, uh, brands, which I'll scroll through super fast in a second. Had a randomizer pick four brands from there. And those are going to be our free agents. Those brands are free agents now. And one of the other uh, companies out there uh, is going to be looking to pick up one of these brands one of these free agents to add their products into their line so pretend it's like a merger basically and uh, we're going to figure out which would be the best fit with which brand and why and that's going to be our firearms free agency
0: and i think one thing that's interesting is you know you and i haven't talked about what strategy that we went with for our picks yes but there it's like multiple you know strategic ideas one you could you know, look at something that your company is lacking. And if one of these free agents fills a void, you pick them up to, you know, and it'd be a benefit to your company in that respect. Or I'm not sure if you went this direction, Joey, or not, but you could also seek to pick out the free agent that is your direct competitor. Yeah, absorb them that way. Yep. So really interesting uh i think it'll be cool to see what strategies both Joey and i choose for this yeah uh do you want me to read off the brands yeah read off the
1: brands and then we'll we'll share which ones got randomized for free agents because this did not go uh (laughs) it was it was a journey through the obscure for
0: these yeah it could it could have been a little bit easier honestly um so the brands that were put into the randomizer so Imagine this is our league. You have Barrett, Benelli, Beretta, Bursa, Browning, Canick, Colt, CZ, Daniel Defense, FN, Glock, HK, Henry, High Point, IWI, Kalashnikov USA, Caltech, Kimber, Mauser. Mossberg Ruger Smith and Wesson Savage six hour Springfield Staccato Steyer Stoger Taurus Walter and Winchester
1: Ooh, you know what we don't have in here that we probably should add obviously it's not a free agent but what if we added Palmetto State Armory in there
0: I was actually thinking about that later after we had already done the picks I was like I probably should put PSA in there but, Sorry, yeah, they, well, they well, feel we'll like have they would
1: the, make a splash in free agency.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Joey, who were our free agents?
1: Our free agents are weird. Um, <laughs> out of that group, I was expecting some mainline stuff. I was hoping for a little bit of Daniel Defense or kel even. But instead, our four free agent brands are going to be Benelli, Savage Arms, High Point, and Beretta. <laughs> um, <laughs> Super, super odd uh, brands for this. Some of them are have a very specific niche, but that's what we got. So then between that, of those four, Drew and I drafted two options apiece for this. And uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to figure out what our best fits are going to be, um, I think, in the order that we drafted them.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, something – awful must have happened at Beretta for both Beretta and Benelli uh, to be free agents.
1: Yeah, going down.
0: <laughs> yeah, that only leaves like one or two other companies within that like conglomerate. So um
1: Yeah. That's what they get for reviving the cheetah.
0: Um, we'll just we'll just say uh it was like the Saints. You know, pushing yeah. that cap down, there's gonna to be some consequences. You're gonna lose some good players like Beretta and Benelli.
1: Yep. 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 So the first one I took I'm curious, Drew, if this was also going to be your first pick. I went actually with High Point as my uh, brand to hit the free agent market out of those four. I thought, you know, it's not the most prestigious of those four names, but it has a lot of value because it's kind of created a niche market. Drew, would this have been your number one pick if you were in my spot?
0: I actually think it would have been. I like the value that High Point presents at this point. You know, obviously you could go Beretta or Benelli, but you got to think about your cap space in this situation. You do, uh, you do. You know, the cap space that technically isn't part of this premise. Yes. Um, but no, I think there's something to be said for High Point. It's, um, you know, obviously less prestigious, but maybe that's a market that you want to tap if you're a company.
1: Yeah. So here's here's my thought process for this. And this is gonna lean back to, I'm in school for a master's in business administration. So I'm gonna do the same thing that every other student does and just shoehorn what I'm thinking about and, and put it into my everyday life. There is something in business innovation called the blue ocean strategy. The idea is that there are red oceans and that there are blue oceans. And red oceans, when you have a product that is competing with other products in a very similar market. Uh, For example, Glock had something of a blue ocean when they did their striker-fired first and second generations of Glocks. Now, of course, you have Smith & Wesson Springfield. I mean, really, everyone has something to compete with the Glock 19, right? That went from a blue ocean to a red ocean where there is competition everywhere. And a blue ocean is when you stop trying to compete in that one space, or uh, at least dedicate some resources to competing in it, basically trying to get an entirely different body of customers. So like when SIG P365 was developed, it created its own miniature market of uh, quote unquote high capacity subcompact firearms. And people have various degrees of sentiment on how that, you know, how that particular firearm is. But that's not really the point. The point is, it created a whole new market of like stack and a half mainstream firearms that everyone could get amped about. And they're, they're everywhere now, as I'm sure you guys know. Uh, high Point did that with the ultra cheap firearm. Uh, cheap's not even the right word. <laughs> the super high value firearms. Triggers are made out of Play Doh mostly. But in my experience, high point firearms are reliable and they are incredibly inexpensive. And for a lot of people, that's what you need. And uh, so if you can get a firearm for less than $150, and I'm not sure what they cost anymore, but they absolutely did cost that at one point. That's a blue ocean, dude. There are not a lot of people competing with you, and if you have a reliable, safe one at that price, even if it's you know uh, hideous look, looking, that's a blue ocean. You you do not have much competition in that space. And other places have made endeavors to get into something competitive. There's a fair amount of two hundred dollar price point firearms, uh, which are great, right? There's some good entries on that level. High Point definitely has cornered the market on ridiculously cheap firearms that actually work. Uh, And I could see a lot of companies wanting to take that part of the market. So I have a couple of companies that I think would take a swing at something like that. Uh, And the reason I wanted to add Palmetto State Armory back in is because I think they would do that without even blinking. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a very Palmetto State Armory move to take something like High Point and uh turn it into an art and a science all at once uh and and ramp them up high points extremely successful but uh, I could see PSA taking it to the next level Taurus has a very good stake in that market with the G2 and you know it's uh what's the word descendants there's the word being extremely high value firearms they're not as cheap as high point though Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you could get into the pistol caliber carbine side of things, which actually I would make the argument, they're more expensive, but I would make the argument that's where even the better value is. And uh, finally, I would put Caltech in that space as well. Caltech likes to operate with value firearms, um, but High Point, uh, I think that's actually a pretty good match and intellectual property. I could see that being a good buy. Um, mm. And I think those are probably the big three. And then maybe add like a Canic as a flyer. Canic mm. um, likes to, to innovate. Um, they really they have a really solid understanding of value firearms, so much so that their stuff is actually going up or has gone up in price. Mm-hmm. Uh, because people figured out what a good value it is. Yeah. Um, I can see high point them being able to tweak high point at, to a certain extent to really streamline that bottom of the market. Uh, just really make that sing. So mm. that's that's my first pick and some fits for it. At the end of the day, I'm going to say that PSA picks it up because that just makes too much sense to me.
0: I agree. I think that's a really, really good fit. So I'm glad we ate, added PSA in at the last moment. Oh, yeah. Um,
1: Oh well, yeah. And if it wasn't them, you know, in, in case anyone thinks we're cheating, I'd say uh Taurus would be the 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 second place there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, PSA can be like our expansion team.
1: There you go. The Seattle Sea Dragons of yeah. Firearms
0: <laughs> world. So um my first pick, I chose Savage Arms. And for me, trying to find a comp for any of these, you know, I think it's really important to know what you got with the pick. So with savage arms i just want to read this excerpt from their website from their mouths who they think they are they say but we're not a bunch of lab geeks either we're shooters hunters competitors we know what makes or breaks a firearms performance out there in the real world and throughout the years we've spent time listening to the best competitive shooters sharing campfires with hunters and guides and comparing notes with gun riders. modern firearms stripped of pretense and gimmickry leaving only muscular no-nonsense engines of performance just like the people who use them. Um, I was
1: just about to say, are they writing about you or are they writing about their firearms?
0: <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'm most certainly not stripped of pretense. That's true. That's true. Do You like a lot of uh,
1: pop punk. So
0: Yes. Um, with Savage you know they're known for their really, really solid bolt-action rifles. And so my thought was I wanted to pair them up with a company that either didn't have a big focus in that or you know didn't have it at all initially my thought was canic, but that was before I read uh Savage Arms's about me section not Mm -hmm. about not about me it's not a Facebook page and I feel like there's going to be a culture clash there Canic, they make you know their handguns aesthetically wise they're very divisive I feel like they're kind of in your face I agree with that they're kind of flashy too with like some of the different color options they offer
1: Yeah, Uh, SFX you can get that um, you can get kind of aesthetically fancy too the TP9 is uh, pretty yeah it's fairly ornate although they do have some very you know standard looking stuff too
0: Mm -hmm. oh for sure but, like, I feel like there would be a little bit of a culture clash there. I don't want to bring that into my locker room. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we'll put Canik to the side. My second thought was Walther, actually. Interesting. Walther is in that sort of, like, self-defense handgun market. They excel in that. That's something Savage Arms does not have. So I think that would be appealing to Savage Arms. Uh, in more of a collaborative sense of, okay, how can both of us get stronger? And then finally, the other one was Mossberg. Mossberg, of course, known for you know the Mossberg 500. We talked a little bit about their latest pistol outing. To be honest, I don't know enough about Mossberg's rifles to really feel comfortable one way or the other to know about the quality of those. And so because of that, I found myself actually thinking Walther might pick them up. Yeah again walther is so focused on self-defense um i don't think they've fully you know they haven't really delved into that sportsman's area i think getting savage arms that could make them a little bit more holistic you know for me if i'm walther uh i know what i do i know i do it well i want to experiment a little bit i want to try stretching my wings and compared to like you know, Benelli, Beretta, and Savage. Again, I'm thinking you're talking a little bit more of a lower investment up front, but some some nice potential.
1: Yeah, okay. And uh, for the record, Mossberg's uh, rifles are uh, very similar in terms of use to what Savage does. So I think there's an argument to be made that someone else would get more value out of them. And uh, it'd be kind of like, I feel like if Mossberg bought Savage or uh, picked them up in free agency, that it would be more of use of brand uh, Mm. than it would necessarily fully going into that line of firearms. Anyway, I am going to go... My next one's Benelli. And so Benelli is a super interesting brand to me. They are probably... In terms of a specific product, they're probably most famous for their M4, but they have both rifles and shotguns. I've shot a Benelli exactly one time in my life. Actually, I think it was two times, but on the same day, so that doesn't count. And so the Benelli M4 tactical shotgun is like a $2,200 piece of equipment, maybe even more than that. And we are really looking at an opportunity here for a company to buy into the premium market. And I think there are some options out there that could really make this a a profitable opportunity for them. There are a couple that are completely, in terms of this just isn't what they do. And I think that's the right thing here. I want a high-end company to take this or a company that wants to start hitting that market and just nail it. Mm -hmm. Um, My uh, first one for that Is actually more on the mid-level, but Ruger is a really good option. Ruger, as far as I'm aware, and I did a little bit of Googling to confirm that there wasn't something sneaking in the background, but Ruger does not make shotguns. They make solid pistols and rifles, uh, both of a bolt-action and semi-automatic nature. Same for their handguns. you got both pistols and revolvers. Pistols, of course, being semi-automatic. Yeah, really good option there for them to expand into another industry, especially, uh, I know Benelli's got, I think it's the Nova that operates at, at about a $500 price point. Then things go up from there. That's a really, really cool entry point, I think, for something like this. So Ruger, I think, is a really good option. There's one. Another one would be FN or HK. I want to put those both uh, because they kind of both have really good op- rationale for it. They both operate at kind of that high level. They both, if they made any changes at all, which I don't know that they need to, would do a stupid good job at it. And I think those actually are the, they're almost boring picks because they're such logical fits.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, oh, I'll add two more actually. I think Kimber would make sense. I think, <laughs> I think Kimber uh, would go broke trying to buy Vanilli, but <laughs> it, it a- appeals, I think, to the same market. Uh, I feel like people that uh, that spend top dollar for a uh, name brand 1911 might be the people that spend five grand on a really nice. <laughs> that feels like a similar person to me, but that's Uh-oh. just uh, you know marketing instinct telling me that. And then my favorite, and I'm not even sure how good a fit it is, but I had to get them in here is, of course, Israeli Weapon Industries, Air Horn <laughs> Gotta do it. They do actually have a shotgun on the market. I'm assuming it's still being produced. But they are best known for the Galil Ace. They're up to the Gen 2 now, I believe. I don't think they've added another one yet. And then the Jericho Advanced, which is their, their current model for that. And uh, the Masada and the Masada Slim, which uh, we spoke about the Masada Slim a little bit a few months ago all of those really great products and the Masada slim and Masada are actually kind of at that $500 ish price point, mm-hmm. um, which is more of a mid tier, but the Galil ACE is not a cheap rifle. I should know. <laughs> and, uh, the, they have a shotgun that is, looks like it was dropped directly from outer space, but I could see them. They definitely have that high level appeal. I think Benelli's a little too hunty for them to be super interested in it. But the tactical component of it, like if they split up their their IP and there was just like the M4 line and the Nova line and the things of that ilk, I think IWI would just be a, a just awesome choice for mm. it. Uh To end it though, uh, as much as I'd like to just throw it at IWI because that'd be really fun. I think the correct answer actually is FN so I'm going to go with FN
0: hmm. I like that I like that on a another note with FN being Belgium and um, you know Benelli being Italian you know relatively close proximity
1: yeah it's like a cannoli with whatever it is people in Belgium eat
0: <laughs> chocolate? <laughs>
1: that, 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 Awful. That's, um, yeah yes I'm sure that uh, all of our, uh, all our Belgian readers are stoked that we're comparing their, you know, Belgian hotel waffles to their cuisine. But
0: to those listeners, if it's any consolation, my favorite movies in Bruges. So, yes. You know.
1: So, you know, we are men of
0: culture. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, actually, I still need to see uh, what is it? Uh, Banshees of Inna Shearman. What is that? Oh, what is um, – it's a movie with a – so, you know the movie Three Billboards Outside epi Missouri?
1: I have never heard of that in my life.
0: I'm pretty sure it was – it won an Academy Award for Best Actor in a Supporting Role. Oh, dang. All like, right. I see two you. Two years ago. Or, or, no, it was – wow, that was 2017. This Whoa, you're
1: so old, dude. It's two uh-huh. years ago, it was actually six.
0: Like <laughs> – Well –
1: Wow, dude. Woof. it It's so embarrassing to be you right now.
0: Well, that... Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, I guess that's a good segue into uh, me taking my second pick. And Do it. And, of course, you know, with it being the last pick, I got Beretta. Now, Beretta, you know, we know it's a classic company. It's been around for ages. Yeah, dude. Uh, very... Uh, very expensive product line. The Beretta ninety two is iconic. They got some awesome shotguns. But you know, a couple of years ago, I want to say it was twenty seventeen that because for a good while the Beretti, uh, Beretta Beretta ninety two was the it was the handgun of the uh, U.S. military. Correct. The yeah, it was. Yeah, and then I think it was a Sig that got that next contract.
1: Yeah, the uh, I forget what the army calls it, but the P three twenty, but for the army.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah so i feel like beretta is a company that has seen a lot of success certainly has a hall of fame career on its resume but in recent years i feel like they've kind of just been coasting by on their reputation wow just uh, give it to them dude yeah i oh i said it um yeah to me beretta a good comp and a good nfl comp for them it they're the green bay packers oh wow wow all right and i think beretta you know they're i don't see a situation where they're gonna go away i think uh they're a big enough brand and they you know have their niche which is you know fine and dandy but i want to team them up with someone that's maybe a little hungry i want to see beretta go ring chasing again okay to mix metaphors here um so some of the uh companies that i was thinking of the first one that came to mind was daniel defense I see you know if beretta was wanting to try to get back into well you know daniel defense they got uh really good rifles i could see them filling in that gap with beretta making them stronger but you know i went with a similar strategy for savage arms and walther i didn't want that exact line of thinking for my second pick i considered hk also um i um i really considered mauser for a while spicy take yeah um mauser's got very very good rifles they haven't made pistols in a while I could see Mauser being like, hey, we want to get Beretta on. We'll get some shotguns. We'll get some uh handguns going. We'll be back on track. Finally, I and I don't I'm still not certain if this is the correct pick, but it's what my heart is telling me. I mentioned I want them to team up with a company that's hungry. Yeah. That is not satisfied with being in the position they're in. Maybe being someone's little brother and when i was thinking about teams that feel maybe like they're the little brother to someone or um, you know in this instance gun manufacturers that maybe feel like they're uh, someone's little brother i thought of steyr
1: interesting
0: when you think austrian firearms what do you think of
1: i think of the uh i, I think of the steyr M9 A2
0: See, I feel like most people when they hear Austrian firearms, they think Glock.
1: Yeah, that's because I hate Glock, though.
0: Yeah, well, well, then maybe you'll be a fan of this pick. Um, yeah,
1: I don't hate it.
0: So you got Steyr, who kind of tends to be in Glock shadow when it comes to like Austria's you know main firearms manufacturer, Steyr. Uh, the Steyr AUG is a classic. That's a rifle that I feel like Beretta would love. To have in their lineup and this is interesting because although beretta is the free agent i feel like they're gonna pull like a whole like tom brady situation they go to a team and it's theirs now yeah this is mine (laughs) so like i see steyer being like hey let's work together we'll use your name or we'll work together i see them picking up a um a blue chip free agent as far as this class goes Picking up Beretta, working together. And I just wanted to point out the uh geography, just for practicality sake. Uh Austria. Close. Yeah, well, Austria and Italy border each other. Yeah. That means logistically you're not going to be running into a lot of trouble being able to, you know, ship things back and forth between Italy and Austria. I don't know. I think it's an intriguing matchup. Again, it's one of those things where um it could be com- bustable but to take uh, big swings. yeah well I mean if you're trying to really make a statement and you know say what you want about Steyr the Steyr Aug was a statement Still, yeah, it, it's so striking it's
1: spicy
0: yeah it, it, it honestly the design of it feels Italian in a strange way like the curves you know it's like an Italian sports car
1: it is one of my favorite rifles ever to be made Mm -hmm. it still looks like it's from the future and it's many decades old
0: Mm -hmm. and so I don't know I think that that spirit of playfulness and that spirit of experimentation could do some good for Beretta oh and uh, my last point uh, why it's a good matchup is um, both the Steyr Aug and the Beretta 92 were in Die Hard so yeah you got to do that, which is maybe the most compelling point. But yeah, so that was firearms free agency this year.
1: It was indeed. I feel like we kind of perfectly hit the intersection of this podcast makes no sense. And people are going to think we did a bad job because our choices are different than what they'd make, mm-hmm. um, which is what we in the business call clickbait. bait. <laughs> um, so if you have big feelings about the horrible mistakes we made, Give us your takes, send them to the marketing at SCI.edu email address, stick them in the YouTube comments. We want to hear from you.
0: It wouldn't be the first time that we've been told that we're wrong.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We were recently, <laughs> <laughs> we were recently told that the hood did not like us from one commenter, which is, you know, it's hurtful. It's hurtful.
0: Hmm. At, at least they've heard of us though.
1: Yeah you know which <laughs> it's, it's you know the jack sparrow philosophy of well you have heard of me so, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so. that's my favorite comment i think i've ever gotten and i've been doing content for like seven years
0: it probably I yeah i love that well it just it, it was so out of nowhere too like it's, it it's like I, okay dude uh if i could find what the exact hold on So, um, I found the comment actually. Uh, And so, this is we posted, you know, we post our, you know, audiogram clips as a way to let people know that, hey, we just posted a new episode. Yeah. Normally on the weekends. And this was the audiogram clip we posted on Instagram. It was for the episode that uh, your friend Jonathan came on. Yeah. And L underscore terrible said, LOL foo, stay home LOL There's a reason why the hood don't like you LOL
1: I think the important thing to take away from that is that he is having a good time.
0: Yeah. And I'm still not sure whether he was talking to you or me or Jonathan or
1: I I like to think he's talking to the world.
0: Was he addressing the Gun Rack Mafia directly?
1: Just stay at home. <laughs> the uh we're not really in the habit of uh Calling out every person that calls us out in the comments, but that was the that funniest moment I've ever seen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like, laughing out loud as we're seeing it.
0: Wait, uh, yeah. I mean, I wasn't even mad when I read it. No, it's, it's too weird to get mad about. It. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so yeah, uh, if you want to criticize us, uh, but you want to get your comment read on the podcast, yeah, uh, be really funny. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll probably read it. So that was Firearms Free Agency. Let's go on to Tales, tales from the Range. Tales, tales from the Range. Now this comes to us once again from thehighroad.com. This is from Jim Watson. There was a guy here known to staff and customers at the FFL as scoops. Apparently semi-literate. If it said rifle on the powder can, he figured it was good for any rifle. Those numbers did not mean anything to him. And by his logic, if they had wanted you to use less powder, they would have made the cases smaller.
1: Big brain. Yes.
0: So he just scooped them full of whatever powder with rifle on the label was handy. Oh, no. (laughs) He has blown up. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He had blown up two uh, 300 wind Mags before the dealer put it all together, and thereafter sold him nothing but H870. So yeah scoops bro
1: not a measurement in any sort of firearms technological realm
0: just an absolute wild man a wild man of the highest sort now ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for joining us on this week's episode of the gun rack joey you want to do the uh do the little tag you do it better than i do
1: we'll do the tag all right folks have fun out there and we will see you at the range.
0: Sonoran Desert Institute is an online school accredited by the DAC. It is headquartered at 1555 West University Drive in Tempe, Arizona. For more information about how you can craft your firearms future, visit sdi.edu.